as promised, we are going to get to a financial lesson one that I don't think many people are talking about, but it is very, very important when it comes to understanding how much of the big pile of money that we all try and we're all trying to get, how much of that can we actually spend if we save traditionally? Again, this only applies for products that are heavily invested in the market, uh, particularly in um, th it could be things from VULs and IULs up to 401ks. Uh, IRAs, 403Bs, simple SEP, SARSEP, profit sharing, brokerage accounts, anything invested in the market. It all comes back to what is called the Monte Carlo theory in terms of being able to spend your money. And this is a huge study that's done about once a year where they take all sorts of data plots, everything from life expectancy to uh, what the market did last year to what it did this year to what it's projected to do to what the GDP growth is to the national debt to the potential for tax increases to current tax increases to past tax increases in order to plot, of course, future potential tax increases, political unrest, all sorts of potentials. And it plots all of these and it spits out this very complex graph and it's reviewed by people who have doctorate levels uh, of education in economics. And this is basically used for financial advisors to be able to tell their clients how much money they can take out of their accounts to safely spend and not run out of money. I mean, that's one of the biggest fears of not only older Americans, but I think of most Americans. You know, while you're working and while you're young, it's do I have the right job to make enough money to where I can do the things that I want? That's a money fear. But here's another one as you get older. Have I saved enough to where if I get unhealthy, to where if I want to do something in retirement that I've never been able to do while I was working, can I go do that? Can I have fun with my grandkids? Can I get that shiny uh, red Corvette that I've always wanted? Can I have a decent quality of life, the same quality of life that I enjoyed while I was working? That's a huge fear for a lot of people, and it's really understated. Well, the Monte Carlo safe withdrawal theory, this essentially takes that fear and says it may be real or it may not. And it's starting to look maybe a little bit more real. So they've cut the percentage down to the percentage withdrawal from 4.5%, 3.7%, which is really what it was floating around for the past couple of years, and they cut that down to 2.7%. 2.7%. That's incredible. That's terrible. And I don't mean it's terrible in the sense that the math is wrong. I don't mean it's terrible in the sense that, that it should be changed. I mean, if you are one of the few lucky people to get a million dollars by the time you're 65 in a retirement account, you can spend $27,000 of that per year. If your spouse has a million dollars in their separate account, not, not together, not jointly, they can take out $27,000. Together, you'll have about $40,000, and you know what? Anybody who makes over $44,000 in retirement is considered too wealthy for Social Security. This is married filing jointly. And up to 85% of that Social Security check that you get is counted as income and fully taxable. 
Can you imagine that? You work all your life. Maybe you pay off your mortgage. Maybe you pay it off early. You pay off your cars. You spend all your money the, the right way. You get to that million dollars and $27,000 is all you get out of it. Now, if you've gotten lucky to save a million dollars in retirement, that probably means that you had a decent paying job, something that pays a little bit more than $27,000 per year. And one of our objectives, I believe, in finance should be to help our clients reach a state in retirement in which they can enjoy the same quality of life and living that they enjoyed while they were working. And maybe some of them made $27,000 a year for their entire working lives, but probably not. We can say, good job, I got my fees, you made a million dollars, and all you get to spend is 27000 of that. Oh, fully taxable, by the way. Unless you're lucky enough to save it in a Roth. But again, if you've got a million bucks in there, you probably have a decently paying job. Maybe you make too much for a Roth. And if you do, and you put it in a 401k that is tax-deferred, congratulations, you get to pay taxes in retirement. And even if you paid off your house, you know, let's say you did it the smart way. Let's say you get a 30-year mortgage and you draw it out and you use inflation to your advantage and you do all the things right to be able to pay off your house. You still got to pay property tax. What if the house you have, you bought when you were making 75 grand a year? That's probably a decent-sized house. Congrats, you get to pay property tax on that. And that's independent of what you're making. So that comes out of your check. Again, your Social Security is potentially and probably taxed. How can that be considered a success for us in the industry who tell you that's what, we should, that that's what you should do with your money? Unless our objective was, wow, look at this big check you got. I'm, uh, uh, sorry, statement wealth. Look, on this piece of paper, it says you have a million dollars. And you ask us, hey, can I spend it? And the answer is, nope. Too bad. But I got my fee, didn't I? Every single year, I got 1% of that. I got a nice car. I got a decent house. I'm still getting paid. You know what? I'm still getting paid on that million dollars. I did good, didn't I? Sorry, you only get 27 grand of that. And with taxes going up, all but guaranteed now with the national debt. Are we really sure this is what we should be telling our clients to do? But again, it comes back to why I believe that true freedom begins with financial freedom. Because to have the freedom to be able to do what you want, to have the freedom to be able to educate yourself in different areas, to have hobbies, to, to have fun, all of that comes down to whether or not you have disposable income. And it doesn't, it almost seems like it doesn't matter where your money is, but, uh, or what your money earns, but, but where it is. Can we agree on that? And if we could, shouldn't the goals of our plans change just a little? But this has been your financial topic for today. I hope this has been able to enlighten you on some of the issues that we're going to see come out of, unfortunately, this coronavirus. But this has been a long time coming. 
This is a real passion point for me in the industry, something that I hope you'll take heed of, and something that I'd be more than happy to help you with.